All righty, welcome back from the episode of Two Plane Sports. Today is Friday, May 12th, and I am back. Currently, the Celtics are in a battle. I am not avoiding tonight's game or tonight's podcast for this game. I am showing my face. Um, hopefully, the Celtics pull it off, but I'm not 100% sure at this point as we're recording this. Uh, 66 65 Philadelphia. 69 65 Philly. Oh, is it? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I just saw that. Anyway, so <laughs> it's not great. The Celtics were up 15 at one point, but uh, so let's talk about some OU stuff. Um, OU made a top list for Xavier Sims, and his commitment date has been announced of May 20th. They made a top nine, I want to say, for Selman Bridges. Uh, and then a little bit of Bryant Wesco news. They made a top list for Caden Massey. And then um, another another guy, um, Weston Davis, there is an update, and he's got an official. Some officials locked in, and Oklahoma is going to be one of them. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's start with Xavier Sims. I think this is someone that obviously most people are probably familiar with at this point if you've been following Oklahoma uh, football recruiting uh, a decent amount. And he is a four-star defensive tackle out of Durant or Durant, Oklahoma. Um, Four-star, number 16 defensive lineman in the class. He released a top five at TCU, Vandy, Michigan State, OU, Oregon. Um, I saw someone comment. I can't take credit for this, but one is not like the others uh, when you look at Vanderbilt. Um, But when you look at it as far as prestigious football programs, you know, Oklahoma is, is far and away the best one. I mean, Oregon, yeah, you know, they're, they're a solid second place. Um, it seems like as things have gone along and going into his announcement date of uh, the 20th, it seems like it's an OU Oregon battle. And I think, you know, him being from Denison, Texas originally, I think the distance will play a factor in his decision. And I like where Oklahoma sits. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? I agree. Uh, I On the last show we talked about, or a couple shows ago, we talked about the D-line class. We talk about it all the time, but we, we I, I mentioned that David Stone, you know, maybe he's the one that gets everything rolling at some point. Um, but obviously if we get it, Exadavian Sims, he'll be the first one because he commits in 10 days or so, which is fun to keep an eye on. Uh, dude's a bull rusher. Uh, you can collapse the inside of the offensive line, but he has a little bit of edge to his game too. Uh, you like his versatility playing tight end as well. Shows his athletic ability. Uh, 6 Got a, a, a great frame. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I like where Oklahoma sits. I think Oregon is pushing hard, but uh, yeah, I definitely hope Oklahoma wins out. And, you know, you start with Sims and that's the first domino to fall. And then let's see where, where it goes. Yeah, I agree with both of you, but uh, <clears throat> today when I saw that about, or whenever Sims first put out his top five, my first thought was, imagine if he did it, pick Oklahoma. Fans were probably going to bash on Todd Bates more than they did last season. And main reason, other than not, him not committing, is probably because he would be from the state of Oklahoma. Or at least he plays there, even though he's originally from <clears throat> from Texas. Right now, he is an okay preps player. You can't let those guys leave the state. Oregon, no matter who's the coach, is going to be a tough battle when it comes to recruiting. But Lanning being the coach, I think it makes it a little bit harder because of how well his defense did when he was the D.C. at Georgia. 
Oregon didn't suck last year, so that that probably helps as well. <clears throat> the the distance, if there's ever a time for it to matter, this is this is the, the moment for Oklahoma because he would get the defensive line recruitment started. Maybe that would start mm-hmm. getting guys to be a little bit more excited to commit sooner than they originally planned. Maybe like a, a Jone. Maybe he's like, all right, I really like Sims. Not sure if they've met, honestly. I'm sure they've crossed paths at least once, chatted. Maybe that gets him to, to commit during Champion Barbecue. Maybe John, like Nigel Smith, David Stone. Like, there's so many guys that this could help get him over. Because right now, it really seems like the main peer recruiter is Hawkins, which the quarterback is always going to be important in the equation. But when it's someone in your room, it's going to help so much more. Because then they, they know, like, all right, Sims is going to be there. Let's go join him kind of situation so we'll see but this is one OU in my opinion cannot lose to get this defensive line room started for this class I'd agree and then there seems to be some people that are worried about Oregon which I think is rightfully so and some people were questioning if if Sims is a take and I I don't know if people are asking that question with the thought well he might not be a take and that might be why we're going to lose out on him Oklahoma wants him Oklahoma needs him if Oklahoma misses on him, that's a big whiff. And I think the defensive tackle room in this class should look like David Stone, Sims, and Joseph Jonah Jone. That should be your three, at least in an, in an ideal world um, for, for the defensive tackle position. So if he does pick elsewhere, which I don't think he will, I think it'd be a big loss. Um, not only is it just because it's an Oklahoma kid, I mean, at least playing in Oklahoma, but he's an extremely talented kid. I know that, you know, in the system that he's in, it isn't doesn't always showcase his abilities the best, but he is an extremely talented kid with a ton of upside in Oklahoma, and Todd Bates definitely won him. So um, definitely hoping that Oklahoma can lock it down um, next week for his commitment. So um, moving on to the next topic, Selman Bridges, someone I don't believe I've ever talked about, and I don't think if – any podcasts that I haven't been on, you guys talked about him, but um, six foot, 370 pound corner out of Temple, Texas. He's the number 44 overall player in the number six corner in the class. Six, three, one seventy is what jumps out off the page for me. Uh, he released a top nine. That top nine consists of Arkansas, Oregon, USC, TCU, LSU, Texas Tech, Texas, OU, and AM. and um, So OU made it. Um, you know, how legitimate is Oklahoma in this race? Not hundred percent sure. I think the only reason why that they might be on there is it's a big brand. And also maybe a Jay Valai is, is seeing and, you know, at least testing the waters a little bit. Um, again, six, three is what, what really jumps off to me. My expectation, not a whole lot. Um, you know, I, I don't really see him being a part of this class. But crazier things have happened, and there's a lot of kids that end up ended up in the 22 class that I would never thought had been in the class. Um, so, Jose, what do you think about Selman Bridges, his game, and then also, does this really mean anything? You know, nine's a lot of schools. Nine is a lot of schools. <clears throat> I think we should change our opinion on the top list because of the new rule where they can take as many as they want. Uh, maybe nine, I still think maybe feels like too much, but uh, I guess we'll see this summer. The the kid that 
breaks the record for most official visits in one <laughs> one uh, recruiting cycle. Sure, it'll happen. Then I wouldn't blame him. Selman, as a football player, extremely talented. You mentioned it. His size is what pops up, you know, pops off your phone when you first look at his profile on any recruiting platform. But it somehow so feels like he might be slightly underrated because he tackles well. He has an eye for the ball, and he makes plays at at the at the catch point. So, if Oklahoma can somehow get into this, I think that would be huge because it seems like the Kobe Black, while it seemed like for a while he was an enigma when it came to his recruitment, things are starting to trend towards Texas. So, to have someone like a Selman Bridges added to this class. Not that the defensive backs that we have and are bringing in the 23 class aren't good, but you got to keep reloading the room because you always have guys that are going to graduate or the NFL transfer portals a thing, as we all know. So having guys to reload like Selman Bridges with would be very nice. I agree. Um, I agree with both of you guys with his size being the first thing. 6'3", 170 is really, really good size for a corner. So yeah, the dude had 46 tackles last season. I mentioned, you know, that's going back with, with, with what Jose said about his ability to stick people. Uh, he had two picks, brought one back for a touchdown. He's a very athletic kid, plays basketball on track. Um, making a top nine is better than making a top double digits, which we, which we talk about all the time. So, you know, we're we're below double digits. That's that's pretty good. Um, but I ultimately agree with you guys, too, is where I don't feel like Oklahoma sits in a great spot, at least yet, with this kid. Uh, making a top nine is always fun. Um, Zion Kearney did quote tweet him today, you know, saying, come on down to Norman and stuff. So the, the guys in the 24 class are pushing for him. He would be a huge get in the 24 class. A kid that I think if he does commit just with that size, he would have a legitimate chance at seeing a decent amount of snaps year one. And uh, just with that, that, that framework that he has and his ability to, to tackle as well as play the ball in the air. Uh, I think it'd be a really, really big addition. I uh, just don't love where OU sits, but again, like you said, Brum, crazier shit has happened. There's a there's a lot of, a, a lot of time left in this cycle to figure it out. Tons of time, and a lot of people that we think are going to be a part of this class ultimately won't end up a part of this class for one reason or another. Uh, just natural, you know, just the nature of the beast when it comes to recruitment. Um, so another update on a 2023 or 2024, excuse me, uh, five star wide receiver Bryant Wesco. Uh, there's a rumor going around that his sister um, might be in the portal, might not be in the portal. If she is indeed in the portal because she plays soccer, um, you know, that how much of an impact that has on his recruitment? Not 100% sure. Um, I personally don't think that going to play, you're going to school somewhere where your sibling is, is really that big of a deal for me. At least for me personally, I wouldn't really look at that. I know there's a little bit of comfort there and obviously David Stone has, uh, you know, family in this area and his, his, uh, it's his sister, I believe goes to OU. And so, I mean, obviously you, you would like that. But I don't think this is an ultimate deal breaker here. But I, I don't know if – I still think he's a part of this OU class. But he's a five-star at the end of the day. Clemson, LSU, TCU, you know, all the big big programs are going to want his services. And someone naturally will emerge as well uh, down the line. So I hope Oklahoma can keep him. Uh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts um, yeah, on, the, I, on this? 
I agree with you where it's not a deal breaker, but it's not something I can use anymore when we talk about Brian Wisco as something that is beneficial to you. I mean, at the end of the day, it never hurts to have a family member on campus in terms of recruiting. So if she is leaving, uh, you know, you wish her the best, but it does kind of suck for OU football recruiting. I would have much preferred her to stay at OU um, when it looks at, you know, just looking at the Bryant West Coast situation, because I don't think it hurts. But again, yeah, it's 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 not a deal breaker. I still think Oklahoma State's in a really good spot for him. Uh, it's just one less thing I get to talk about in, in terms of my why Bryant West Coast coming to OU pitch now. But um, I mean, I agree with you, Bryant. I think at the end of the day, he still is a sooner. And you finish with Wesco and Kearney and one more receiver. That's a pretty, pretty good uh, wide receiver haul in the twenty-four class. And luckily for Oklahoma, if I remember correctly, Emmett Jones was one of the first coaches to offer Brian Wesco a, a scholarship. I, while he was at Texas Tech, they've you know built a relationship over probably the last year and a half since he got his scholarship, and he's now on the with the good guys. And you've got plenty of time to make sure that that his sister potentially leaving doesn't affect you negatively. The only reason I could see it working against Oklahoma is if they really do want to be attending the same school, maybe to make it easier on their family when it comes to watching games or visiting, uh, you know, their children. Maybe she, if she ends up at like a TCU or a Clemson, I'm not really sure if that, you know, how, if every single school has a women's soccer team, but maybe that's, that's what helps them narrow, narrow it down. If it's not Oklahoma, then she joins the TCU women's soccer team and that's where he lands. Obviously that would suck, but that's really the only reason I could see it backfiring. But do their seasons run together? I have no idea when soccer. Uh, I think soccer starts in the summer and towards the end of the summer, like right as school starts and it goes, for a couple months. So they do bleed in a little bit. Okay. I remember. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's not ideal, but I don't think like this is not, this is not something like a, a twin brother that they want to play football together with. I mean, at the end of the day, it probably uh, nice. Taylor Shetron situation. Yeah, pretty much. So um, it is what it is and something we're going to have to keep an eye on. I don't, you know, I, I think Emmett Jones can lock his, commitment down but i mean he's an extremely talented player so a lot of programs are going to continue to come after him and can try to convince him to not be a sooner so we'll keep an eye on that um moving on staying on the offensive side uh 2024 three-star offensive tackle caden massey out of linden kansas 6'7 270 pounds according to 247 um released a top six which consisted of ou ku ole miss michigan state nebraska and kansas state um so when you when you look at his top six, um, obviously both in-state schools are there. Nebraska's not far away um, with uh, Rayola, their their offensive line coach, and Matt Rule re-energizing the, the Cornhuskers. Michigan State's there, and you know, Ole Miss is kind of interesting to me. Um, I you know it's kind of a little further out, and um, not something I would have thought would have been in his top six. I'd imagine he's going to take advantage of the new rules and probably take officials to all six. I would, if I were him, um, but I feel good about where OU is with coach, you know, coach B and getting him. And I know he's a three star and people make fun of three star U and all this other stuff, but I mean, six, seven is a huge frame. I mean, he might be a little light, 
but he's also just going into, you know, finishing his junior year of high school. And, you know, I think whenever he gets on campus, he gets another year of high school, gets on a meal plan um, in Headington Hall, he's going to fill right up. So, uh, Jose, what do you think about Massey? I think he'll, uh, I think he'll end up being a sooner, but, you know, there's still a long way to go. Yeah, with him being a three star, recruiting services are definitely getting better when it comes to evaluating and ranking these kids. But they they still miss a lot on offensive linemen. I think very few people really know how to evaluate a good offensive lineman. They just look at how big he is, especially in high school. Like you can kind of get, um, you you can just paint a picture of how dominant he can be in high school when he's six seven almost 300 pounds playing against 5'11 kids on the other side of the ball. He can just bully them. <clears throat> Caden is very talented regardless of his ranking. With all offensive linemen, if Oklahoma's in the conversation, you have to feel very confident about the chances of landing that player because Coach B it seems like every year you, you know, he's so still somehow an underrated assistant coach. But every year you see his ex-players make it to the NFL, get paid big money, and sometimes break records for their position and the money they, they get paid in the NFL. So it's eventually going to catch up and people are going to see how good he really is. And hopefully that doesn't work against Oklahoma and he gets taken away. But as long as he's with Oklahoma, you've got you've to gotta assume that he's going to be seriously in the conversation for for any offensive lineman he's interested in yeah uh just exactly what you guys are saying um i think you don't look at the at the fact that he's a, that he's a three-star that doesn't matter you look at six seven two seventy five and if OU feels like if he does commit to OU and if, and if they, they feel 275 is too small as you said Ram, a meal plan and coach Smitty will fix that right up uh, there's a lot that coach b the best in, in, in the business can do with a guy with that frame that moves like he does. And I definitely think OU sits in a good spot. And just, again, it's it's because of Coach Beatonville. The dude is, like Jose said, as long as he's there, Oklahoma is going to be a threat for any offensive line that he's seriously looking at or seriously recruiting. I think Oklahoma wins out in the end, and I think that is a big get for OU. The more the merrier on any of the fronts, offense or defensive line, um, we, we, we want them all. Also, Ron, I just want to say you're doing a great job keeping it together right now because I would be shitting bricks if this were a heat game uh, with what you guys are I'm, going through right now. I'm, I'm keeping it uh, put together pretty well. It's uh, all internal right now. So um, for that, you guys should definitely like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn the notification bell on. Dedication. Couldn't show my face on uh, Wednesday's show, but I'm doing it tonight. Um, and like the video, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, and TikTok. Everything's linked it's, in the description. Yeah, it's seventy nine, seventy nine with like seven minutes left for those of you who are wondering where we're at at, at, at this point in the game because it drops on Friday. And yeah, that's that's so, crunch time. That's stress moments. It's stressful, and our season's on the line. And so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this video up. So we got one last topic to to discuss. Um, is 2024 four-star offensive tackle Weston Davis, uh, the number 12 offensive tackle in the class. Um, he announced that he's got some official visits. He has a top six. The top six consists of Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, TCU, and Oklahoma State, believe it or not. Shocker of the, of the podcast. Um, but he's got four officials locked in. 
Um, his first visit will be to A&M, second to OU, third is Alabama, fourth is LSU, and it's every weekend in June. So Oklahoma's getting a June 9th visit, so they're not getting him on the June 16th weekend like uh, I would imagine they would prefer. Instead, he's going to Alabama. Um, you know, I his top six are pretty solid, Alabama and LSU being there, you know, with Bama and LSU getting the last two visits, I know he can take more, uh, maybe take the other two for TCU and Oklahoma State. But assuming he t- only takes these four, you always don't like being one of the first few and you prefer to be the last one in an ideal world. Not saying that's a make or break, but, uh, you know, if I feel way better about Caden Massey than I do with Davis. Um, I'll just put it to you that way. Jose, what do you think? I would agree. Um, and honestly, the me agreeing with you is because of when he's taking his official visit, like the weekend, because it's the weekend right before the champion barbecue. And we talked about uh, the Marquis Easley is going to be there that same weekend. But we had this very similar conversation when we were talking about him. Like, yes, it's good that he's going to be there for an official visit. Clearly, he's very serious about part of, you know, potentially being on the team. And Coach B's there, so you got to like your chances, but then you also look at what comes next, and especially for Weston Davis. you got Alabama the weekend right after Oklahoma, and then LSU the weekend after that. LSU might be in the best position here. They can impress. And something that I've noticed with a few recruits, very few of them are planning July visits. Uh, maybe I've just missed them. A lot of them are in June. They're kind of skipping over July, and we talked about Nigel Smith in the last video. He just went June and then skipped two months and went all the way to September. So maybe there's maybe Weston is going to take more visits in July for those other two schools and was it TCU and Oklahoma State? Uh, maybe they get a shot sometime in July. But at this point, Oklahoma just needs to really impress during his official visit. Maybe have him miss out on one visit if it's LSU or Alabama. It's hard to imagine him not taking those, but. Maybe they can do enough, a good enough job to kind of make him really consider his options and potentially being a Sooner. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, June 9th is a big weekend for Coach B and company. He's got two four-stars coming to campus for OVs, two guys that you'd really like to see on the team, and Weston Davis and Marquis Easley. Um, so it's, it's going to be a very big weekend for, for OU as far as the offensive line goes. Uh I agree with you, Rom. I think Caden Massey is a better chance than than Weston Davis, just because with Weston Davis, you're you're competing against the likes of Nick Saban, um, LSU. So you know some of those bigger powerhouses. Where where with 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 Massey, when he comes to visit, he he might follow up an OU visit with going to Lawrence, which you know like that's it's 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 not the same as competing against Nick Saban uh, in, in in Tuscaloosa. So I think you know that factors into this too. Um, but I mean, again, it's, it's, it's coach B. If he can, if anybody can do it, he can do it. Hopefully he can swing both of those June nine visitors in easily in Davis and really get that uh, offensive line class rolling for, for the 24 class. Hopefully so. But um, again, you know, things are looking good for Oklahoma, but um, that's all I've got. Do you guys have any final thoughts or Brandon, do you want to do the end of video challenge for the people? Has he got anything? No. All right. Well, so that's a tough end of video challenge week. I don't I didn't really, I didn't really come prepared for this one either. Um, 
sometimes it's hard. It's hard out here. Uh, of all the kids we talked about on this show, Westco, Davis, Massey, uh, I forget the corner's name already, but um, yeah, Bridges. We didn't feel great about him. Of the four or five kids we talked about, which one do you most want to see on Oklahoma um, and why? I'll, I'll go with Weston Davis because I think there's it's a long shot, but anytime you get a, a really high-caliber offensive lineman, I get excited. I'm going to guess a lot of people say Wesco and Sims, but that's not a bad pick. I like it. Offensive linemen are nice to have. I just feel like Wesco's coming, so. Yeah, and Sims. I'd like I'd like to see Sims. So, made this far. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and turn the notification bell, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Apple, Spotify, and TikTok. Everything's linked in the description below. I appreciate everyone watching this. I'm gonna go watch the end of this game. I might be really happy. I might be really sad. It's 81, or probably to be 82, whatever. Uh, to 81, the Celtics might be down one or two points here pretty quick. Uh, again, we will catch you guys next time.